while you're here. You're in Moorhead talking about voting rights. What's what's the message you want to get out? Well, the message is that voting is a innate right of all Americans and all Minnesotans. As long as you're eligible to vote based on your age and citizenship, you really do have a right to vote. You must vote. And people have paid great prices for you to be able to vote. And so we ask people to exercise their right to vote. I believe that, uh, that you know, the fight for the right to vote is something that is we have to renew every single election. And uh, I was very, very active in defeating the photo ID uh, constitutional amendment in 2012 because I thought it was an unnecessary impediment and barrier to the vote. And so I'm going to continue to, to just ring the bell. We'll get to voter ID in a moment, but I think one important thing you just said there. So just for clarity, what you're saying is, hey, you have to be a U.S. citizen to vote. Absolutely. I think so. I mean, that's just the law. Okay. Um, on Face the Nation, your colleague, I would say your colleague, your friend Bernie Sanders, really? talking about the Russia situation, said, hey, look, we need to do everything we can to ensure the integrity of our election system. Right. So what's wrong with voter ID? Wouldn't that improve the integrity of the election system? Well, it's been examined. People have really studied this, and we know that the real problem with uh, the integrity of the election system is not imposter voting. All, I'd, all a photo ID would do is ensure that the person who's voting is the person who uh, says they are. Now, that's not really a problem. Statistically, it almost never, ever happens. How do we know that? Because these people can vouch for people, then we send the mailer to them, and there's no return address that sometimes is there. Well, the fact is, is that, that we have data on all the votes that have been cast, and we have data on all the prosecutions that have happened, and they're absolutely minuscule. And so, look, if when you vote, you are swearing on penalty of perjury you are who you say you are. Now, that you know, there's no reason to believe that people are misrepresenting that. You know, we've looked at this. There have been multiple studies on this, and literally uh, the, the number of people who imposter vote is less than one-tenth of one percent of all votes cast. I mean, it is a minuscule thing. It's essentially a non-problem. I'll tell you what we do need to do when, when it comes to ensuring integrity of the vote. What we really need to do to make sure that, that, that the integrity of the vote is solid is we need to have machines that cannot be manipulated. That's what we really need to do. We need to have paper ballots. They need to be verified. They need to be opti-scanned. And though that is where you really need to make sure that the integrity of the, of the vote is. Why not both? Because one of them uh, imposes a burden on people voting. Here's the thing. If you, uh, you know, if you happen to be a person of a low income and you can't, and you, to get a to get an ID uh, could be expensive for you. You might have to take a lot of time and resources in terms of buses and things like that. You have to pay for a uh, birth certificate, and you could end up being shut out of participation in your society simply because you don't have the money to go pay for that pay for that documentation, and yet. Um, there's no reason, and so it, it really it's, it's, it imposes a burden far more severe than any benefit, because the benefit is almost is zero. Let's talk about some other issues that you've been facing in this in this uh, election situation. There's been some reports. I've not been able to corroborate this, but that you don't have a law license. You know, running for I have a law license. Okay, thank you. Um, now, as the co-chair of the DNC, do you believe Dr. Ford's allegations? You know, this last several months, I have had my head stuck in. The Minnesota race. Uh, I have been focused on that. I can tell you that what I have seen of her testimony uh, looked credible. I think the here's the important thing: she was she was able to tell her story. 
she was she was listened to. I think that was incredibly important. I think that I believe uh, that victims have a right to come forward and to share their story. I think that that is critical. And and so to that end, um, I uh, I'm proud that she had the courage to do that. You didn't watch the testimony. Actually, I have to be honest, I did not watch the live testimony because I was working pretty hard that day. But I did read news reports of it. So then what would you say to the people in your party that are saying, hey, believe her, believe her, let's erase essentially the presumption of innocence? I believe that a justice movement, which I believe the Me Too movement is, has room for due process. So with that being said, there's obviously a lot more information to corroborate Karen Monahan's story <clears throat> than Dr. Ford's. Where, where is this going? I would disagree with that. Having lived it, uh, the truth is there's uh, a, a independent investigator uh, uh, took uh, a month to do an investigation and talk to me and everybody involved in this situation. Um, looked at multiple documents, evaluated them, evaluated everything, and came up with a very clear conclusion, which is that the allegation was unsubstantiated. Now, that's a matter of record. Anyone could read it. And, uh, and so at the end of the day, um, that's the conclusion. Uh, it, I think it's a fair conclusion. I'm, I'm, I cooperated fully. I answered every question. And, um, and so the outcome was unsubstantiated allegation. So that's the, where does it go from here? I, it goes to let's talk about who's going to be the best person for the Minnesota Attorney General's office. But how, but how can you say it's an impartial investigation? That firm gave you $50,000 since 2004. They're the Democrat state party uh, law firm. Look, you have to evaluate the quality of the investigation based upon the investigation. The, the lawyer who did the investigation, I have no relationship with at all. Uh, Susan Ellingstadt is an independent investigator, and she did the investigation on her own, no interference from anyone, and she wrote a report which you or anybody else can read and evaluate. Right, there's four witnesses that corroborate her story. That's untrue, sir. That's simply not a fact. You got the report right there. Well, I encourage people watching this broadcast to read the report. There are no corroborating witnesses. There are no contemporaneous uh, 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 witnesses. Contemporaneous. That's right. Yeah, and, and there are none. And so, and, 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 and in fact, one of those four that you mentioned is a supervisor who said that she doesn't remember anything about reporting physical abuse. And so, and they talk extensively. And so that's there. So I would say that there is no, there, so there is no, there is no corroboration. I mean, we were together for many years. We broke up. Uh, and then two years later, she dropped this allocation two days before the investigation. I cooperated with the investigation. She cooperated with the investigation. The evaluator did an independent investigation and came to the conclusion that was unsubstantiated. That's what happened. Um, I would not um, substitute my judgment for the investigator, uh, unless, of course, you talk to every witness the investigator talked to, you read every document the investigator read, and then you could maybe second guess. But at this point, uh, she's the one who's done the hard work and the heavy lifting, so I think we should trust the outcome. Last question, sir. Because of where your party's at, what they believe her, I think many people are suggesting that they're trying to no longer have the presumption of innocence with some of the things that they're saying. Is it time for you to step down as the co-chair of the DNC? You know, look, that's a decision that uh, I'm not making at this point. I think that I have said, you've asked me about what I think about the presumption of innocence. I said I believe in the presumption of innocence. I believe in due process. I also believe victims should be able to come forward and say what they believe to be true. And so that's it. I mean, at this point, the investigation has been held. It's been conducted. It was extensive. It was thorough. 
And, you know, Susan Ellingstad, who has an impeccable reputation as an investigator, has come to the conclusion that the thing was unsubstantiated. Therefore, I'm going to focus on who should be the, the fact that I should be the next uh, attorney general of the state of Minnesota because I'm the best qualified person to do that job. Thank you for your time, sir.